welcome back, adventure addicts and fantasy fans, to the season-end broadcast of the League of Ultimate Questing. My name is Kip Killian, voice of the LUQ and servant of the Nexus Enterprise. And with me for this feisty finale is the fierce but friendly Stormclad Thundertongue. Climax, climax, <clears throat> climax, climax. <clears throat> Only one team remains active before our live broadcasts come to a close until coverage of the new season begins, and it proves to be an over-the-top, all-or-nothing finale like you can only find on the LUQ. This quest has been a slow burn with a lot of great moments along the way, but I'm a climax addict, Kip, working in perfect harmony with the team you love. Getting loud and sweaty as you dump a huge load of damage all over the battlefield. Whoa. Nothing compares to that sweet moment of finality. We're still talking about questing, right? Huh? Oh, Kip, you naughty little scamp. I guess there are a few interesting analogies. Something about dungeon delving? Spelunkin'. I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> the biggest difference between that and questing is that I tend to leave quests with more money than I came with. <laughs> Am I right? Wait, is that right? There's no right or wrong for now. There's only an LUQ team versus undead machine warriors on the deck of an imprisoned ship. This battle decides it all. The Dawn have pulled out of some tight spots in the past, but the stakes have never been higher. Not to mention they already got the shake-up and lost a few pints going toe-to-toe -to -toe with those space angels in their pet black hole. Not a good way to jump in a round two, Kip. Well, without further ado, let's get back to XU Space to see the sparks fly as the Mortal Dawn and the Githyanki crew go head-to-head -head with the military forces of Warlord and whatever dangers this Chaos Engine has in store. Ten gold says it's at least one flamethrower. You're on, pal. My money's on Spike Launcher. Ooh, spicy. Let's find out now. The Mortal Dawn have crash-landed on the deck of the staunch Argosy. They fought their way through XEU space, and now find themselves facing a small army of undead mechanical warriors, those who have overtaken the ship. A handful of Githyanki warriors are already in the fray, ready to fight at your side. But Warlord, the behemoth mechanical entity that seems to be sapping life out of the Argosy, with long, twisted anchors embedded into the deck, has just released a weapon called the Chaos Engine. Pickens shouts to you from the damaged remains of the Elmen Dagger. The hooks! The hooks are the power! They seem to be connected to the fingertips of Warlord as his hand looms overhead, controlling the battlefield like a puppet master. Black clouds rise from the Chaos Engine, and corpses grind under its treaded wheels as it kicks into life. We're going to keep the same initiative that we had before, which means we are on Harathax's turn. Oh shit. Uh, okay. So there's one angel left from our fight earlier, right? It is on the deck of the damaged Elmen Dagger. Okay. It's it's adjacent to Arvid. Okay. And can I get up there or is it like elevated above me or stuff? I know the ship crashed on the deck and I'm on the deck. Yeah, it is on top of the deck. It's not floating anymore. Okay. It's really right. hard to remove that floating base. Sure. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cast Vampiric Touch and run up and I'm going to attack this angel. Okay. I'm going to like flying tackle this angel. Hmm. All right. Nice. Or rather, I'm going to attempt to flying tackle this angel. <laughs> that seems more accurate. With how this combat has gone thus far. For fucking... 13. 13's not enough to connect with the angel. Including oh. my bless. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I, just I, I, I try and tackle it on the ship, and I just miss and go sailing over the ship. And land your, on the other your side. impact causes the Elmen Dagger to tip slightly more, so now it's like <laughs> leaning on one side. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's Harthax. Moving on. Hot damn. Yep. <laughs> you see Harthax leap over the bow of the ship 
and slide across to the other side, attempting to make contact with the angel and not quite getting there. <sighs> oh, boy. Um, okay. And uh, so as Pickens suggested, he's going to go for one of the hooks. It looks like you might be able to reach that next nearest one, not the closest, but the one after. You can if you make me a successful athletics check to jump off the deck of the ship. Nice. No, not this. That's not great. <laughs> just, just people leaping on the ship all these yeah. random directions. Uh, are we still raging? Yeah. Does that give advantage? Yes, it gives yes. you advantage on athletics oh. checks. Really? That's cool. Why don't I know these things? Lay it down. It's rage been a minute jump. since we had to do that. Yeah. Rage jump. Okay. I'm going to take a massive rage jump. <laughs> rage jump. Gnarly. Right on the deck of a ship. <laughs> That's worse. Oh, no. <laughs> so it was a five for the first one and then and then wait just a five yep it was a five for the first one that plus uh my seven so that's 12 not that bad uh you do have to use a good chunk of your movement to get off the deck of the ship so you can only make it to the closest one okay that's fine and then uh it's it looks like it's like a hook with a cord on it is the cord really thick yes the cord is almost a foot thick um, and it looks almost like a mechanical hand with sharp fingernails that are embedded in it. You can see like waves of energy being drawn from the Argosy up into the cords. And uh, its size compared to myself? You're about the same size as the claw. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Um, Arvid uh, gets to the hook and uh, hands up as if, you know, like, ah, what do I do? And And like looking back and forth and... Grabs onto his axe and tries to pry the hook. All right, so go ahead and give me your athletics check to unembed this claw. That's 22. 22 is very good. So Arvid fully gets underneath this claw and putting all of your back into it and straightening your legs to the best of your ability. You hear the sound of snapping and you almost hear like a sigh of relief married with agony as you tear it out. And it begins to immediately retract into the sky like it's recoiling, like a tight cord. It does lash out at you as you pull it free. And to follow up, when you're leaping off the ship, the angel's going to take an attack of opportunity on you with their radiant sword. This could be it. Uh, so the angel is hitting you with a 17. And I'll remember your rage damage this time, or your rage resistance. So looking at four slashing and six radiant. Then the recoil from breaking the hook also hits. Uh, you take eight necrotic damage. But that hook has been removed from the deck of the ship. Thank All right. You. That's one down, one, two, three, four, five to go? Correct. Okay. That ends Arvid's turn, bringing us to Artyom Volkov. You have just, like, spilled off of your grav disc and stand up to see what's before you. I'm going to hustle up towards that large crew right there. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to... Mimic almost like I'm going to throw my shield, but when I do, instead, a disc of light comes out and then slaps down right in the middle of that group. Largest concentration of bad guys I can get, mm -hmm. and it's going to come out as a guardian of faith. Ah. Mm -hmm. And as I come to the stop, I want to have my thorn spear out and my shield. Okay. It is done. Uh, that makes it Chris Zagran's turn. All right, Pickens, get ready. Taking a minute to take in his surroundings and hearing the clattering and the clanging of the battle, he's going to start to reverberate. And he's going to run towards where Pickens and the angels are. Mm -hmm. He's going to put one hand on his shoulder, grip him tightly, and then thunderstep away with him. Okay. Where would you like to land? 
Uh, okay. My range is what? 90 feet? Yes. Okay. So the furthest chain, like over there. Very good. It has to make a concentration check, please. Con save? Yes, please. Uh, you're looking at, I believe, a 19. Let me check the stat block. Yes. A 19 beats my 15. All right. Uh, still roll your damage. It's going to take half. Yes. So five, six, eight. Nice. 19? Yep. Half that. Oh, plus two. Plus two because yes. of the reverberation. Uh, oh, and the reverberation. So plus four. Well, just so keep, two from the just ring. Keep throwing numbers at me. It's cool. Sorry. Yeah. Two from the ring and then the four from the reverberation. Got it. And you take Pickens with you? Oh, yeah. You also hear a yelping sound as Morty lets out a bit of a big... No! I thought he was off the ship! No, he's right next to you. I assume that he went with, with Arvid, like nah, he always a, does. He's fighting the angel. Oh, I'm sorry, but I didn't want to mean that. But after Arvid's tenacious and violent display against this angel, it was on death's door. And even half of your thunder step is enough to bring it to nothingness. Yes! All right, well, there's my radiant damage resistance useless. <laughs> and Pickens is somewhat baffled. He himself is used to teleporting around, having the ability himself, but he was not expecting this from you. And he says, oh, uh, it's good. <laughs> yes, yes, it's good. That will bring it to the enemies and the Githyanki. I shout to the one Githyanki that's stuck in enemy lines near the chaos engine. Mm -hmm. If you have any way of getting out, do it now. They seem to acknowledge you, but they're also very distracted by the fight, but they've heard your words. So that's going to make it Pickens' turn. Um, he moves over to this hook, and you see him pull his spirit blade off of his back with both hands and hold it in front of him. And he says, three years, and strikes the cord with all of his might. That's not shit. That's just fine. That's perfectly average. It's enough to hit a cord. <laughs> uh, he impacts with it, and the blade cuts not just through the air, but through time itself. And sacrificing a great deal of life force, he carves through this thick cord, releasing it from the claw, which seems to start decaying and deteriorating as soon as the life cord is disconnected. And he shouts, Captain, I have returned with mortal dawn. They're good. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> they're good. Don't presume my alignment. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Um, so the Githyanki... And the XU soldiers are going to engage just in full-on melee, uh, all of their weapons at bear. I have a mechanic in place where I can just roll to see how well each side is doing without having to do individual little, little, little rolls. <laughs> so the Githyanki and the XU. Uh, their resolve is clearly bolstered by the presence of the chaos engine and the doom and fear that it brings with it. And they swiftly begin to overtake the Githyanki, killing two of them. I have a question for you, Law. Yes. Um, and mechanically, you're rolling one die for the XEU's uh, uh, turn. Can mm -hmm. I harvest their one roll, or is that I need to use it on something else? I would let you save a Gith Yankee if okay. they roll well. Okay. All that right. seems fair to me. That's fair. All right. Um, the one that Artyom shouted to, uh, Misty steps to that side of the XEU troops and continues. To, it's this one right in front of the engine. Yeah. Okay. Because that's a thing they can do. Mm -hmm. And. The Githyanki have just appeared. They do not have their battle legs yet. They're still a little caught off guard by the sheer forces that are overwhelming their ship. So they have not entered their full fury yet. Uh, that brings us to the Chaos Engine. Oh, no. That is a phrase I don't like hearing as I, a player. I know. So it has two attacks that it can make, and I'm determining where they are going right now. So 
I need Harothax and Arvid to roll me a constitution saving throw. I don't like this. Uh, yeah, still blessed. Mm, what's 14? I also got 14. All right. Not quite enough. That's a pity. I don't like that. So one of the many cannons uh, that has a corpse clinging to it, which seems to be turning it physically, uh, aims towards you. And there's just kind of a distortion in the air, like a sphere of circling energy that slowly drifts towards the two of you. And as it gets close, you hear this, and then there's a sonic bomb goes off between the two of you. Fun. You both take eight thunder damage and are pushed away 10 feet. Okay. Is that off the ship? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, roll me an athletics or an acrobatics check to grab the lip of the ship. All right. That's not promising. That's a that's an ill omen. <laughs> 20 total. Nice. Excellent. So with your sharp draconic fingernails, you grab the lip of the ship and hang on. Um, the other cannon that turns seems to be the very front of this machine, almost where the mouth of the face, the grimacing scowl on the front, uh, tilts to the side and just lets out this deluge of acid that arcs out in a cone in front of it, hitting both XU soldiers, Githyanki, and the three other members of the Mortal Dawn. I'm counting Pickens in that conversation as a member of the Mortal Dawn. I have resistance to acid. That's awesome. <laughs> I fucking fail my concentration check from eight points of damage. Oh, I rolled a nine. What were you? Con oh, vampiric touch. Vampiric touch. It's gone. Dang. What a useless spell that proved to be. But I do need a deck save from Christ, Artyom, and Pickens. How does a 15 suit you? That's uh, actually one shy. Uh, I'm sorry. My body. Did you my hit points. Did you roll your bless for your... Oh, oh I didn't. Oh, that oh. does affect saving throws. Yeah, it affects saving throws. And if you only need one... Yeah. Another one? That's uh, the 16 okay. for DC. <laughs> I did it. Yay. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> well, th thank yourself. It's your bless spell. <laughs> 16? Is the DC. Woo! Thank Christ. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, you take 12 acid damage. Absorb elements. As a reaction? Okay. Oh, yes. So, right. in fact, you both take six acid damage because your shield resists half of it. Hey! <laughs> I'm so dying, y'all. Pickens <laughs> takes 24 acid damage. Really? What? God. He's not good. Yeah. He's <laughs> <is> bad. <laughs> Subjectively unpleasant. Chris does his best to block Pickens, but it's overwhelming. He's doing the best he can, and it's just getting absorbed into his claw. So you see this, like, acid dripping from the tips of his fingernails now. Yeah, it's like trying to block a tidal wave with a straw. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. So five of the XU are going to make a save versus your Guardians of Faith to not just get chopped to pieces. Hey. What's your DC? Uh, that would be 15. All right. Uh, two of the first three have made it. One failure. Okay. And so two fail, three succeed. Cool. So it does 20 radiant damage. To the ones that failed. Uh-huh. And half as much unsuccessful. Okay. So these two take 20 and get cut down. The other three take 10 and remain standing. Perfection. But you waste a large chunk of life from the XCU as your spirits of faith bring their weapons down and just decimate them. And we didn't mention it on your turn, but I'll allow the spiritual weapon that's still in effect to just start floating towards you. Cool. Um, by the way, the spirits of faith look like Githyanki. Nice, nice. 
the uh, crew of the Argosy seem delighted by this illusory effigy in their honor. That makes it Harothax's turn. Okay. There are still four hooks remaining. All right. Um, so do I need to make a check to crawl back up the rest of the way onto the ship? You can use half of your movement okay. and just make it cool. back up. I'm going to crawl up uh, just right behind Arvid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Harothax is going to place their hand on Arvid's shoulder and then just quietly and menacingly say, Hey, buddy. <clears throat> yeah? Go ape on those things. And I polymorph Arvid oh <laughs> into a giant ape. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's um, great. Arvid, you are now a huge ape. Um, I can give you your stats if you uh, need them when they come up. And speaking of the ape itself, it's Arvid's turn. <laughs> I, I don't want to try to make a monkey noise because I don't know if I can. What is the point of being on a podcast where you are an actor if you are not going to do the ape noises? That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good fucking grunt. No, it's nah, Top nah. shelf. Okay, let's, nah. let's, let's continue here. That's from... <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep it going, guys. That's from Law Animal Noises Johnson, too, with a chef kiss. So. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm a fucking ape. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go. Um, Arvid uh, is very large now, and he's going to go... Uh, what's the movement? 40 feet. I'm going to go to the nearest hook and, with my big monkey paw, rip it out. Excellent. Mm. So you still have advantage on athletics and a plus nine. I like the idea that you just inexplicably have one monkey's paw on top of this giant gorilla, just this mm-hmm. tiny little hand, like a little capuchin fingers, just, just wiggling. Um, that's a 24. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, with ease, only like one handed, you just wrap your giant mitt around this claw and rip it free. Yeah. And you feel another surge of energy wash under your feet as the deck seems to come to life and illuminate. Um, and am I uh, sharing squares now with an enemy? Or you not are sharing? in the threat range. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. That'll bring us to Artyom. Excellent. Um, how do you feel about me doing a compound thing? This says once per day I can do a little beacon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that's a free action because it doesn't actually have any bonuses. Yeah, it is what we're going to refer to as a flavor action. <clears throat> Excellent, because I've got flavor to spare right now. Mm. I begin marching forward, and as I do, I drum my shield, and I shout to the other Githyanki, Crewmen of the Staunch Argosir, cast them out. And as soon as I hit my shield for the sixth time, I cast Beacon of Hope Mm. and simultaneously turn on my Prism Ward's natural ability to be a beacon of light surrounding me. So a pillar of light shoots up from the ground and the whole area is bathed in natural sunlight. Um, Every friendly creature within 30 feet of me now has... Uh, advantage to wisdom saving throws, death saving throws, and they regain the maximum number of hit points from any healing they receive. That's awesome. The super buff. Yes. Big, fat. And bless goes away. Correct. Yes. No. We only had like three more left. I was like, fuck it. Beacon of Hope's better than Bless in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know if that's going to help help them at all. I was hoping that that might give them advantage on their next roll or whatever. Oh, it's going to mechanically do some stuff. Good. (laughs) Excellent turn. That brings us to Chris Zagrand. Am I able to just move, not double move, to a claw? There's one right behind you that's within range. Yes. I mean, I'm going to run to the claw furthest away from the battlefield, towards the back of the deck. Mm-hmm. And I am going to make a green flame-bladed attack. 
this is going to both take my crystalline claw attack mm -hmm. an unleashed fire and an unleashed acid oh the stored acid yes. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, very mm -hmm. cool uh let's see your spell attack roll from your crystalline claw all right natural 20 holy, holy shit fuck. So, no, not fuck i don't know okay what do i do i never melee so you're not attacking a standard creature with basic hit points or armor class, but what happens is in the battle of Crystal Claw versus Necrotic Claw, mm -hmm. Crystal trumps. Oh, yeah. yeah it's and it would have taken a strong blow to cut through one of these. Okay. So the fact that you pull it off is amazing. All right. But you feel your claw extend longer than you've ever felt it go before, down to a single filament. Oh. The blade, the width of an atom that slices through the thick cord. And you almost don't even realize you do it. There's no resistance at all. And then it just <laughs> rips up into the air and another wash of light covers the deck. <sighs> okay, good. Now, at the top of the enemy's turn, I swear to God this is exactly what was going to happen before I had any idea what RTM <laughs> was going to do. Because you have removed two of the hooks, the ship entity comes to life and it uses some of its energy to wash out over the deck and heal everyone. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Yes! <laughs> so I would have done 2d8 plus 4, but because it is now maximized, everyone that's in the Beacon of Hope mm -hmm. is instead going to gain 18 hit points just right away. <laughs> oh, plus 4 is what well. I meant to say plus 2. Oh, okay. Sorry. 18. That fully heals me. Fantastic. And you hear the voice of the ship say, thank you, outsiders. We'll be free soon. I know it. I would like my 2d8 plus 2 still. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm, out, I'm outside of range. <laughs> you so I, are. I, I forgot you guys are way back there. I don't get max, but I'll take anything. Uh, it's 14. I will take it. <gasps> I will. <laughs> Me I too. Will. Thank Still you, ship. Very good. Oh, my God. That's like most of my hit points. So the Githyanki, <laughs> having been bolstered by the ship, the beacon, and the image of the Githyanki warriors are going to have advantage on their roll for the turn. And they do, in fact, take out a couple of the XU soldiers with their spirit blades. You realize one of the warriors fighting near you is a much taller female Githyanki with a long prismatic sarong with beads and rings hanging from the end of it. And she's covered in Githyanki tattoos. Um, and she fights bare-chested with bracers that have blades on them. And they seem to have uh, six spirit blades coming off of each one as she fights unarmed with them. Nice. And Pickens shouts out, Captain Udelia, we're doing it! Get ready! So I'm going to look at that last one that's still in the group and say the same thing that I said to the first one. Get out of there if you can. It looks like they're trying their best. With that, the Chaos Engine attempts one final volley to destroy these outsiders. One of them is coming at the giant ape, and it's going to use its strongest attack against you. Uh, this thing is going to rotate, uh, face the ape full on, and activate the Chaos Gatling Gun. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to roll to hit you. And I've learned from Michael that your AC is 12 as an ape. Mm -hmm. That's a 20. <laughs> it's very unlikely that this will kill you. It's a lot of hit points. 86 damage. Okay. What? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's more than half. Hundreds and hundreds of teeth, fingers, pieces of ship shrapnel pierce your flesh. The blood loss is rushing down your body. You feel the necrotic energy washing through you. Yeah. Um, and its last attack, it's just going to, basically from the corners on the front, it's just going to start shooting out gouts of fire, hitting XCU and Githyanki alike. So anyone within 30 feet of the engine is going to make me a dexterity saving throw. Woo! You've got plus two to your save, your dex save, Sam. 16. 
17 okay? Yep, 16's the DC. Nice. So if you take full damage, you're going to take 20. If you take half, you have 10. Excellent. 96 damage to the ape this round. Yeah, uh, that was the one attack that doesn't roll damage, just deals a set amount. And mm. on a 20, it just doubles. Ah, that makes sense. Yep. So the war rages on the deck of the ship, but only two claws remain. And you can feel the strength returning to the staunch Argosy. And you feel a little bit of fear coming from the warlord. Uh, Pickens, on his turn, is going to turn to face this one. And with all of his will, he's going to attempt to use his telekinesis attack to uproot it from the deck. He's not the strongest spellcaster, <laughs> but he doesn't have many more years to sacrifice through his spirit blade. So he's just going to make a spellcasting check. Not very good. From the massive acid wounds that he's taken, he kind of slumps to the side of the deck, attempting with all of his might, and it wiggles, and one of the claws gets loosed, but it does not remove. That brings us to Harthax. Okay. Um, Harthax is going to keep concentrating on the uh polymorph on our big big barbarian friend and then uh i'm going to be like morty Oof. um can i mount morty can i jump on morty's back <laughs> he's he's a little bit small for that i okay. mean he's strong enough to do it but it's like awkward like you're really big compared to him okay i was gonna say is morty fast enough to get us to that other claw yeah okay he's a fast boy okay i want to i want to jump on morty and have morty carry us to that claw Okay. And on the way, I'm going to acid breath it. Ah, okay. So uh, at, mounted on the back of Morty, <laughs> Harthax just unleashes this torrential explosion of acid empowered by uh, Baron Malfonce's uh, yes. uh, sort of gift to me. And this just this unbelievably large surge of acid explodes out of Harthax's face and just washes this claw and cable in acidic death. I would kick myself if I didn't tell you to make an acrobatics check to hang on to Morty because this is not a very good saddled situation. That's fair. That's not, I can do that. I'm not going to take my automatic five. Let's roll it. <laughs> Let's roll it. The claw's not going to make a deck save. All right. That. All right. <laughs> Just dodges. How's a, how's a 19? That's great. All right. Okay. So you manage to basically you're like wrapping your arms around his neck. You're not really riding him. You're just like a cape that he's <laughs> yeah. dragging behind him. Go ahead and deal me your acid breath damage. Okay. That's 4d6. Four d6. Nine points of damage. Jesus. Two, 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 three. It's not a lot. It is not. But thankfully, Pickens has already loosened the lid of this jar. So you don't necessarily destroy it, but you do damage the hooks enough that they slip and lose their grasp as you melt through the deck of the ship that it was hanging onto. So you actually damage the staunch Argosy more than the hook itself, but it's enough to release the grasp and it tethers up into the sky. That's all right. They can fix the ship. They are good at that. Yeah. Uh, Monkey boy. Hi. Uh, okay, let's, let's hit stuff this time. All right, you have a target-rich environment. Yeah, and multi-attack. Yeah. Oh. So two big monkey fists. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do a reckless attack because the AC is bullshit already. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> May as well. That is a super valid reason uh, to use reckless attack. So you've got nine, uh, plus nine on your attack rolls as a giant ape. Uh, well, one of them would have been two, so that probably would have been too low. Uh, maybe, anyway. The the other one is 19 plus nine. Ooh, that hits. 28 yeah. to hit. Um, and that's the first attack. And that's uh, 23. Each hit will kill an XU soldier. Yeah. Based on the damage it deals, 
not killing them is basically not an option. They've taken a ton of fire damage. There's no way you won't one hit kill them. What the fuck is subdual damage? These bitches are dead. Right. I mean, you just crush them under your giant monkey paws and two of them go down easily. Splat, splat. Yeah. Super splat. You go rampage the arcade game on them. And just um, for my own <laughs> knowledge, for my own knowledge, uh, how many more targets are wi- like right next to me right now? There are three XU soldiers and one Githyanki within a, a reasonable range. And a tank. And a tank. Yeah. The tank, that's the thing. And anyway. one hook that's on the other side of the field. Speaking yeah. of the other side of the field, RTM. Um, as soon as I see everybody rallying, the healing energy bursting out and everything just glowing and filled with radiant light, I am elated. I just start laughing and laughing and laughing. And I raise my hand. And as I do, the chakram that had been slowly making its way across the field rises up and then attacks the tank right mm. about here. Okay. The reason it attacks it there is because as the chakram finds home, it emits a massive fireball. Gotcha. How is a 20? Modified. You don't need to... Oh, for the attack. For the attack. Yes. Um, That does actually hit the tank. Nice. That is 14. All right. Leaves a sizable dent in the twisted chaos metal and then explodes. Excellent. And that explosion is going to do. That's not great. So 25. I think that's it. <laughs> that's a lot. No, it's not. That's really shit for a fireball. I mean, compared to how much damage they've taken. Yeah. Uh, more of the XU soldiers run for a moment, screaming on fire before the fire takes hold and begins to disintegrate them. Several mm-hmm. fall dying. Uh, this entire circle surrounding the tank is just red hot glowing metal from all of the fire that's hit there this turn. <laughs> And you actually see the tank barely sinking into the deck as the metal's so superheated. Uh, several corpses fall off of the chaos engine being burned to a crisp, and several more warriors are just running on fire, getting chased by Githyanki with blades. Burn these parasites like the dicks they are. Uh, Chris, you are up next. I know there's one claw, but I really want to shatter this engine. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to do another green flame blade attack, but with this, Chris calls back to the moment with the uh the fire dancer Mm. so he does this dazzling dance performance before going in and hopefully getting rid of this last claw nice that's an 18 that hits awesome do i need to roll for damage yes please okay so it's been a moment (laughs) that's just six uh plus the uh green flame blade which is uh, another six. I'll have you know he just picked up a D8 and rolled it correctly on his very first try. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. So good. Hey. So good. So, uh, yes. With your arcane strike, you sever two of the fingers on this claw. It doesn't have quite enough strength to maintain its grasp. It begins to slip. And with a final flourish, you carve it upward and it releases, letting go, lashing out at you as it does. Oh, bring it. Uh, 19. Yeah, let it hit me. And then once it hits me, it takes that reverberation damage. It does indeed. So you take 15 damage. Which is halves because I have that 
beautiful stone skin on. Oh yeah, stone skin. So yeah, yeah. seven damage. All Ooh. right. It's Ryan stone skin. On Chris. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's very good. Yeah. And I believe it takes the four damage as it tries to strike me. Just a one last fuck you as, <laughs> yeah. it, as it tethers away into like the... my, That's actually my claw. My claw is just giving him one last fuck you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> as the last hook is torn from the deck of the ship, the engine of the Argosy kicks in. It lurches and pulls away from the grasp of Warlord. The deck grows bright. From the tops of the pillars and buttresses of the church-like ship, narrow beams of rainbow light fire outward and cut through clusters of Exio machinery clinging to the hull and cut down more of the oncoming war machines. The Githyanki united with one power force use their telekinesis to hurl the tank off the edge of the ship with the help of the giant ape. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Eat that tank. Pickens makes his way over to the mortal Dawn, gripping his wounds. He looks incredibly hurt, and he puts his hand on Artyom's shoulder and says, Pickens has been in rare form with mortal Dawn. Only told you one lie in the whole time we traveled together. Talks into his bracelet, Silvermane, it is time. And the damaged body of the Elman Dagger begins to lift off the deck, controlled by Perez. It begins to drift away from the Argosy. And he says, Dagger... Dagger was always fast enough. Accumulator is not special fuel. The Elman Dagger picks up speed like a dart, flinging itself straight towards the head of Warlord. Is spell bomb. Don't fuck with Pickens' job family. (laughs) (laughs) And you catch a glimpse of an incredible arcane explosion tearing through the Titan's face, destroying the satellite vessels and creating a new star in the sky. Just as your surroundings blur and the staunch Argosy returns to the warp. With a bold shift in strategy, an all-out offense, and keen components of Githyanki synergy, the staunch Argosy with Immortal Dawn aboard leaps back into the warp and out of the clutches of this so-named warlord without looking back. I did not see Harthax pulling the giant monkey card. It's a classic hero right Hail Mary. It really unlocked Harvard Yeet potential. And I always love watching Archie and Chris go to work. Gave those fleshy roboids a tan they'll never forget. Well, folks, as far as season finales go, I'd say that's comfortably epic. Now to see how the Githyanki crew pick up the pieces and find out how they get our beloved team back home. And I just want to give a little round of applause to our escort MVP Pickens. Woo! Yeah! That ace up the sleeve at the end there, getting the MDs to charge up some sort of magical spell bomb. Devious and delightful. And certainly just what they needed to truly make their escape. Fingers crossed being squeezed and sucked by that giant shipman left the Argosy with enough structural integrity and space fuel to GTFO. Any daring last-minute escapes you've ever walked away from with Pride Storm? Let's see. I've definitely slow-mo strolled away from my share of explosions, but those weren't really a retreat. Just your run-of-the-mill get-out-of-the-blast radius while keeping your badass quotient up. So the penance never had to take the better part of valor and escape from a fight? Well, there was this one time the brothers woke up some slumbering demon dog in what we thought was an abandoned forge. I grabbed Lily White and got the hell out of there, slammed the door behind us. Well, what about the rest of your team? <clears throat> well, uh, this is a little embarrassing, but you see, the reason I grabbed Lily White is because he's a, you know, spellcaster. Figured he could, you know, fix the aftermath. But, um... But? Well, unfortunately, that was the day I learned the wizards can't raise the dead. They're all shambling corpses and laughing skeletons, not deus ex machina turn a finger back into a paladin. I also learned how much it costs to retrieve body parts from a blood-soaked dungeon. We were still new. It was, a. Uh, 
valuable lesson. And speaking of valuable lessons, let's take a break to hear from this week's fantastic sponsors. Stay tuned for the season wrap-up after these messages. Fashion and decorating. Once a wild, untamed frontier with an ever-changing terrain and dangers around every corner. But now, thanks to our cutting-edge innovations, it's accessible and fun for everyone. What's our secret? Skulls. From the walls of your meat hall to the tip of your staff, skulls are a bold and timeless fashion statement. Turn your codpiece into a centerpiece with the addition of a skull. If the conquered aren't kneeling to your throne, maybe it doesn't have enough skulls on it. Or it could simply be an undead minion makeover. Skulls are the answer. Here at Dead Wrath and Beyond, we have skulls of every size and fashion to help adorn your home and body and let the world know you love skulls. Revolutionize your lighting by putting two candles in the eye sockets of a skull. Crack open that cold brew in the fanged mouth of a draconic skull. Spice up grandma's caramels with a skull bowl on the mantle. But we sell more than just skulls. We also have jaw bones, teeth, and skull polish. So don't wait. Come down to Dead Wrath and Beyond and load up on all the skulls you need to make your house into a home. Where'd we get all these skulls? Doesn't matter. Dead Wrath and Beyond. We got a lot of skulls. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. 
Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hi, all you kitties. Sorry about any vocal issues you get from me today in the meta. The smoke here in Oregon is messing me up some fears. That being said, I absolutely love this chapter. It was a long one, and it feels so good to have it all finished. We just had our first recording at a brand new set of tables, which we were able to afford due to support from our Patreon subscribers. In particular, our legendary teams. The Cultured Cutthroats, the Iron Rhapsody, the Tavern Brawlers, the Moonlight Bale, and this week's featured team, the Ancestors Fury, with Timothy Andrew Southern, Andrew 42, Izzy, and Darsmail. Most of this team is super active on Discord, and I strongly recommend going there and hanging out with them. With Game Night Lounge closed and my job currently up in the air, Patreon is our only source of funding for the show, so thank you all again. We'll be posting pictures of our new setup on Discord later today. Rose City Comic Con was an absolute blast. You can find our LUQ panel and Laws Orcs 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 panel on the RCCC Facebook page. If you're looking to spread the word of the LUQ and you're not sure where to start, check out our social media where we're doing fake ad Fridays, where we post one fake ad a week for you to share with people you think might be interested. If you want more content from us, come check out mine and Laws streams at twitch.tv slash slapdash streams. I've been working my way through Blasphemous Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. PST. Law and I have been doing Pokemon Nuzlocke's Tuesday and Thursday at 7.30 p.m. PST. And Law is starting his own solo stream on Monday and Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. PST. We really hope to see you there. But enough out of me. Let's get you back to the action. Good evening. This is Winston Vaybander for the third... Welcome to Machina News 5, your top source for up-to-date coverage of the Five Kingdoms. Reports from Ace Scanley, our griffin-riding eye in the sky, indicate that traffic along the Demoris Pass has backed up all the way to Dornheim as tourists are venturing forward in droves, only to wait days at a time to buy tickets to the 16th Annual Grand Proving, set to take place north of Remitex on the Nexus Enterprises Mobile Island Arena. Whatever their reasons for standing so long in line, one must respect the tenacity of the OUQ. Eminent restaurateur Dern Goodgrub has filed a lawsuit against Lachey Wagons after breaking his arm when thrown from a, quote, form of transportation lacking in safety features. Lachey countered these claims, addressing the dwarf's long history of alcoholism and numerous citations for drinking while coaching. Goodgrub's attorney has released a statement declaring that his client has been sober for nearly a year after a successful stay at an as-yet unnamed rehabilitation center. However, anonymous eyewitnesses claim to have seen a bottle in Goodgrub's hand prior to the incident, prompting the question, did Dern Goodgrub fall off the wagon? And finally, after numerous reports from across the Five Kingdoms, the Bureau of Interplanar Travel has shifted the meter of planar imbalance from green to yellow, indicating several small unrelated cosmic disturbances. The Bureau asks that travelers reconsider any extraplanar vacations until the disturbances have been resolved, but assures denizens of Zana that there is no cause for alarm, and that soon we can all look forward to a nice level plane. This has been Winston Faye the III with Magnon News 5. Five Kingdoms, One Story. The smell of war still clings to the deck of the Argosy. There is a brief moment of celebration and communication amongst the crew as Morgoth Yankee are liberated from below deck. Bodies are collected and laid out, and workers, still injured from battle, begin to repair the damage to their home. Pickens and Captain Eudelia are speaking, both bandaged and bruised, on their hands and knees, repairing a hole in the deck where a wave of acid washed over it. Sorry about that. Normally gold's not very reactive, but... Is there anything I can do to help? Mortal Dawn has done more than Pickens could ever hope. This was gamble. This was roll of dice. 
I put my faith in strangers, and I am glad is is best. Mm. So what now? We find the safe world to park Argosy, make repairs, mm. send Mortal Dawn home with reward as promised. It almost seems like a shame to go home. I don't think I will. What? I might be, uh, maybe my, my ears are still ringing. Are you trying to suggest that you, our captain, are not returning to Mackinar? I don't think I can go back. Won't you miss the light of your god? Wait, 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 no, just why? And you don't understand. I can't, I can't go back there. What would you do instead? I turn to Pickens. If they would have me, I, I would travel here. Uh, give Yankee welcome friends, but why not go to home? Pickens must know motives of crew members. What do I need to explain myself? Well, you'd have to do some paperwork if you were going to leave. I can tell you that from experience. <laughs> uh, co-worker, one thing. Job, family, all honesty. A lot of things happen when you're gone, Arvid. He's not... Um, I don't want to go back there. Did somebody hurt you? Not yet, but they will. And you don't think we can protect you? Not from this. Not from myself. Does this have anything to do with those other drow you saw? The non-drav drow? Worse. Worse. It's the ones I know. My brother is waiting for me. And I cannot look in his eyes while he tries to kill me. Well, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go home. Artyom does not have to leave. But Pickens, too was very frightened to return home. Warlord has existed since before any Githyanki. But you help. We blow his face off. <laughs> we do good. <laughs> but Pickens was born to wander. Not stay in Argosy. Still had to return for family. You had family to return to. You don't know these people. They are not good people. Are they coming after you because you weren't supposed to leave? They're just coming to destroy. That's what they do. That's all they know. There's a reason I left. I ran. I need to run. I ran to the surface to escape from my world. I have to run to another world to escape that one. Well, you can stand and fight. I, I know just as well as you how easy it is to run. Murder your own brother. He was a good boy and then I left and now he is bad. Everything I touch turns wrong and I cannot do this. I don't want to do this. Artyom. Artyom grabs the pouch from Christ's belt and immediately tries to roll himself a cigarette as the lichen pours from the paper. Mm -hmm. Whatever you decide, I'm with you. Can you? I hand him the uh, paper. Sure. Yeah. Specifically. Mm. Is very scary. Is frightening, the thought of fighting family. But Pickens return from far to save job family, your job family, here. Sound like old family, more like Axio. Pickens also returns to fight. But you are welcome in crew. Sometimes 
Extra baggage makes crewmen move slowly. Fear is a weight on the battlefield. But uh, what does Pickens know? I light the cigarette and walk away from them towards the gunnel. Sure. There's tons of open deck far from anyone. Uh, Mortal Dawn return to Zarna regardless? For now, I think. There is much for me to learn out here, but there are things I have to do at home. Are you sure? I mean, we can't leave him. And You say we can't leave him maybe in an emotional sense, but I mean, I'm pretty sure he has to come back with us, at least for a time. I'm not sure we can make him do anything. Us or the League or anyone. Maybe just keep giving him some of those cigarettes and then when he passes out, we'll... (laughs) 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 Um, That sounds like a joke, but not a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> he's an elf you can't put them to sleep with magic it's not magic Pickens not mean to force wedge in family offer job did not think you'd take maybe I make a mistake no Pickens Artyom knows what he has to do he just doesn't think he's ready and I kind of look over all the the bodies on the deck of the ship, the the XEU and the Gith Yankee, and I say, he proved he has what it takes today. He just also saw the cost. Many lives. If Mortal Dawn can fight XU, I'm sure nothing in Machinar has chance. It's not what's in Machinar, it's what's in his heart. Ah fighting foes inside. We have days before ship repaired good. Take time with your friend. Don't force too hard, perhaps, but uh, don't leave loose ends. Pickens was not always favorite child of Argosy. Where Pickens goes, trouble follows. (laughs) I think Udelia perhaps fire Pickens to get rid of him. Did not think he would succeed. But Pickens very stubborn. Who knows? Not Pickens. I mean, that seems like the best plan right now. Just give it time. They have a few days to gather ourselves. Arvid, you smash metal good. Wish to learn to fix? Do you think I can? Strong hands? Sharp eyes and brain? It's good. Some of my cousins would say I don't have too sharp a brain. Bah, cousins. <laughs> this is why Gith Yankee have no cousins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heck, let's do it. I will miss Dagger. Dagger-like cousin. Oh, well. Tomorrow is more ships. <laughs> That's okay. But what about Silvermane? <sighs> Silvermane had to steer. Sacrifice... Oh. It, uh, it will be my wait for some time. But she say yes when I ask. She's good. That's the plan you had to make with her. Pickens did not want to steer Dagger into face of Titan, but would have. Silvermane just better pilot. And braver. <laughs> uh, I miss her. Oh, well. Learn language good, though, yeah? 
No translation, just memories. I was thinking the same thing. I'm very uh, impressed. Now I teach Arvid to fix metal. Harithak smiles at Pickens and says, He's good. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me what's good. I know what's good. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what's good. (laughs) Uh, So what kind of activities do we see the Mortal Dawn engaging with, either with the Githyanki or without them, over the next few days of repairs and warp sailing? Arvid is an earnest student, if not super bright. (laughs) Sometimes it's better as a student to not be really too, you know, head thinky. You're not so smart you question what you're taught. There you go. I prefer Arvid's way of saying it. (laughs) (laughs) You actually do learn a good bit about metalwork from the Githyanki. This is like alien technology. Yeah, probably not going to be super useful back uh, back in our hay. But there are still repair techniques that are, I mean, sometimes you can learn things in Latin and surprisingly find out some French along the way. So (laughs) You had the, the device that let you speak with Perez. He told you many things. Yes? Yes. The Argosy. You said there was a lot of knowledge here. True. Can it teach me about some of these planes? Uh, some, yes. Sure. Knows language. Easy. Mm-hmm. Where else has your job family found Drakkar? Uh, good, good question. Uh, not sure. Pick and see them coming and going. Mostly able. Uh, sometimes uh, at taverns. Um, no world, not like Mackinar. Mm-hmm. Ship might be able to tell better than Pickens. I'd like to ask it. Won't talk much. Many repairs to do. But uh, some time can be had, yes. So you can be taken below deck where you are entering a kind of like an, the inside of a metal egg, mm-hmm. like a huge domed chamber. Mm-hmm. And you stand out on a long platform and there are wires and filigree of gold that run down the walls that seem to always be communicating information of some kind through surges of energy. And a large transparent glowing face just kind of manifests from the crackling bolts of this energy. And you have some very muted conversations with the spirit of the ship of the staunch Argosy. And it will tell you things of many planes. And in the future, if there are planar knowledge checks to be had, Harithax will be far more educated. Okay. I want Chris to learn where the souls of these ships are made. I want Chris to at least start to um, rebuild Silvermane for Uh for Pickens. The uh, deities of order said that he knows the song of creation. Mm. So he wants to prove it to himself. Interesting. Electric poetry. (laughs) You learn that when Githyanki gather to build a ship, it becomes a vessel. And over centuries of passing it down to new Githyanki, repairing it with their own hands, living inside of it, it starts to collect parts of them. The older a ship is, the more knowledgeable and the more memories the ship itself has as a spirit. Uh, Perez was a child because the dagger was not an old ship, but it was still very smart. So part of it is the wiring of the ship, but it grows stronger as it learns from its passengers. They make it a home. They give themselves to it. So it's truly unique, huh? Truly, truly unique. You think that Silvermane's sacrifice was final. But even then, I can maybe help the spirit of uh, another being come into this world. 
Roll me an Arcana check. Okay. That's a 19 on the die. So 24. Okay. You focus the song that you learned in the Hall of Order through your body as you felt it then. And you begin to levitate just slightly off the ground, remembering the chords, somehow creating them. And you reach out into the void of space behind you, the twisting red warp that was XCU space, the ever-growing and consuming nexus of energy. And you pluck a petal from that flower. And you think a tiny essence drops to the deck of the ship and becomes part of the spirit of the staunch Argosy, a sliver of Silvermane's life force. I'm good with that. Atyam does two things. He tends to the dead and then stares at the newly created sun. All the while smoking every last shred of the lichen. Yeah, by the end of the trip, your bag is just crumbs. Um, you learn that the Githyanki custom is they take the bodies and some of the spirit warriors they cast out into space. And some of the repairmen, the techs, the people who are bound to the ship, they feed them into the fuel system to become one of the entities within it. Um, and they give their weapons, their armor to all of their closest friends. Do any of the Githyanki say anything to me? Uh, as you work with the Githyanki, they treat you as a curiosity, but treat you with a large deal of reverence. They are aware of you being a hero that helped them in their time of need. You came out of the stars brought by their friend Pickens and wielded powers they'd never seen before. So there is a very muted respect happening. They eagerly teach you whatever you ask them, um, and they try to learn your language as well. Um, they are fascinated by what you are, how you do things. They've never seen a dark elf before, um, but they all look up to you. That's all I'm doing. And then staring into the sun. So, the Argosy finds a calm space between dimensions to park. The repairs are coming along. There's new life. The dead bodies have been dealt with. And all of the gold is polished and things are looking pretty good. You learn that Githyanki food sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, they eat a lot of dry powders. Um, lots of things that are almost like, like pemmican. In just like nondescript protein shredded into a dry mulch. Um, they don't seem to have a lot of reverence for flavor, um, but they value nourishment. Like if they had those weird Soylent shakes, you're pretty sure that's all they would eat. <laughs> Harthax's first bite is just immediately followed by a fit of coughing. Pickens. <coughs> is poison? <laughs> is no salt? No. <laughs> uh, is... Uh, not complicated. Uh, no fighting over flavors. All crew has same dish. But uh, for drink, Githyanki have many choices. And they do have a, a large array of exotic alcohols, many of which are probably dangerous for you to consume. But many others are like fine exotic fruit wines or uh, strange fermented, even like proteins, like meats that have been turned into alcohol. So you start to pine for the foods of Mackinar, to say the least, but... uh. When they cut loose, the Githyanki have a very fun party energy. They don't really kick down like the Ulfman clan or anything. Um, and they still seem to be in a degree of mourning from the war that they've been through. Um, but it seems as though they're trying to cast their woes as easily as they can. Uh, are they the type of people who um, sing songs either of woe or of excitement? Or 
they do, um, especially like in the morning and before bed. Many of them join in chorus and uh, kind of start the day with a group song. So Pickens and Captain Delia gather the four of you and there on the deck of the ship, you see a device similar to the pod that Pickens crashed in when you first met him. Um, but this one is made out of what looks like solid gold. It has metal and iron reinforcements, but a great deal of it is solid gold. And Pickens gestures to it and says, this gets you home. Aim good. And uh, when you arrive, uh, sell. Worth easily 21,000s. That's just the gold alone. <laughs> Can it come back? No. I mean, maybe if Githyanki went with and uh, rebuild, but for Mortal Dawn, uh, much gold. Weighted. Uh, Pickens weighs the coin and does the math. Well, I've, uh, I've heard tale of extravagant chariots, um, you know... <laughs> What if you were so rich you could ride a chariot made of gold? And here we are. <laughs> uh, now, Morty, big boy, um, we pack food for four or five. Must decide. How long will it take us to return? Uh, maybe today. I, I guess that's the question. Morty, am I, are you really staying? Do you know the driver? My head? Mm-hmm. They aren't slaves. They weren't. They were warriors, generals, combatants. Mm -hmm. They were subjugated by the other hives to keep them from conquering. Something has changed. Something has changed in my home. Something has changed in my family. You saw me on the battlefield. And I think now what my brother will do with the command of murderers and rapists and what they will do to the overworld. I cannot allow that. But I'm going to need help. I'm going to need a lot of help. You don't even need to ask. It's good. How can we get a hold of you if we ever want to see you again? It's good question. Perhaps before go, Pickens use big brain to upgrade a tiny man. Uh, the Reginald. <laughs> Reginald, you consent to this? I don't understand. Uh, Pickens add communication for long distance to Argosy. Argosy have large power source for broadcast. Uh, just you. Hmm. Uh, let me look at the schematics and perhaps we can reach an agreement. Yeah, it's good, little man. He not talk much. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad that I met Mortal Dawn and you helped me free job family. I hope when you go back, gold is good. Uh, fame is strong. Fight good. And hope maybe Artyom uh, to fight family. Maybe some saved. Can hope. No, I don't think I'll be fighting my family. I think it's my family who will be helping me fight my enemies. Chris just has a slight tear. Harithax smirks just a little bit and leans in and says, you know you're going to have to pay us, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I can afford it looking at the giant gold fucking ship. <laughs> this is good. Uh, Pickens still not fully understand what brother mean, but 
You seem stubborn. Maybe stubborn enough to change. I miss you very much and may not be in contact soon because busy. Must find new world. Must hire new Githyanki for crew. Uh, much to do. But Pickens will reach out when free. Promise. Swear. Only one lie, whole time. And it's good lie. <laughs> good. Remember, you owe me more than one. Uh, Pickens still sad about that. Um, it's okay. Staunch Argosy have debt to mortal dawn. He says, holding a hand over his chest. And Udelia kind of crosses her arms as he speaks for the crew, but she <laughs> reluctantly nods. And they open the door for you. It's a snug fit, especially with Morty in Arvid's lap. You don't think sleeping will be comfortable and you're not looking forward to the rations that they portioned out or the dog farts. <laughs> but the time has come for you to say goodbye. The crew of the staunch Argosy give you a salute and a wave goodbye, and they help load you in as they slowly close the door behind you. And the door clicks shut. And you feel the chamber flooded with air. That's a good start. <laughs> Is it? Mm. I can hold my breath a long time, Chris. I can't. <laughs> Two days is not in my abilities. <laughs> I could go to meditative strands for a little while, but uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's you and me. Arvid, do you want to play games all the time? I didn't bring a deck of cards. Oh, it'll be fine. But, um, Artyom, what changed your mind? But I'm going to be stuck on an awful butt eating protein slurry for the rest of my life. <laughs> you want a good button? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Mortal Dawn enters the Golden Pod. Their destination, Zarna. Their homeland of Mackinar. The magical prowess of the Argosy's soul engine plots the course effortlessly. And the crew waves you farewell. Pickens holds a bottle of cherry bourbon over his head in salute to your service and the new friendship found between you. He pours a little over the deck and laughs surrounded by his family and friends. You're certain he will be held as a hero among his people, and he couldn't have done it without your help. You expect a great deal of force as you're fired, but honestly, it's a gentle ride. The speed is incredible. The view from your tiny window is a blur of gradients and elongated shapes, but the team is returning home. Home to old friends, home to future adventures, and back before the start of the new season of the League of Ultimate Questing and their trial to become a champion-ranked team. Well, folks, that's that. Everything wrapped up in a nice, tidy little package. The MDs are on their way back home. The Argosy crew is a happy family again, and me and Kip have a few weeks' vacation, so until next time... Whoa, easy there, Storm. I know you're in a hurry to start your break, but we just can't half-ass the outro. We didn't even talk about all the emotional growth the team went through after the mission was over. What, Kip? You want me to send off all these fans with a snivelly, snot-nosed, storm-clad thunder tears? Kip, you know I'm all high-health, soft-heart. If I think about the personal growth and team unity that goes into this, kind of... No, no. We're going out on a good note. This is one hell of a season, and I don't want to wave goodbye with a tear-soaked tanky. Uh, Storm? What you doing? This here is a bottle of 24-year-old Ramtexian Clan Langren double-cast whiskey. The old miner's wood wine. Yep, this outro's on you. You have until I finish this bottle. And then, we're saying adios with a one-and-a-half-tusk smile. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, folks, we've seen more teams than ever this year fight tooth and nail to make it into the league, advance as far as possible, and bring the adventure to our homes courtesy of Nexus Scrying Technology. It's a whole new playing field, and we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. 
Uh, who knows what kind of new fantasy action and intrigue the next season holds in store? Stay tuned during the downtime for the best of reels, behind the shield coverage, and team interviews while we gear up for the next grand proving and the 16th season of the LUQ. Damn that smooth. So until we see you again, no dungeon too deep, no quest too questionable. This is the League of Ultimate Questing. Legend Ultimate Quests. Wow. Shit. Fucking champions. <laughs> I'll take really it. really sweet to see him back with his work family. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Feels very good. Pickens is much closer with his work family than I am with mine, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the uh, emotions. No, oh, it's, it's good rad. Good job. good job crying, babe. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Crying, yeah. Yeah. You it, know was, they, it was lovely. Say, you know they say about crocodile tears, so. Uh, <laughs> oh. Who's doing the outro? Uh, it's me, Michael the Crocka Boy. <laughs> Actually, I guess I'm not a Crocka Boy. I, I no, B O I Boy is gender neutral. All right, really? Apparently. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. At least in this, at folks. least in this use, it is. Right. Yes, uh, going around the table, we're gonna start with the boy. Hey, it's me, your boy, Sam Frost. I play the other boy with a B O Y. Um, that is Arvid. I, I actually was having a good time. We during a lot during the battle. We got um, we got, and it's the boy. And I'm like, yes, it's the boy. It's me. <laughs> it just and feels it, like a good title for Arvid. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows what you mean. And yeah. what? One more time. What is the barbarian's secret crit chant? Oh, uh, shoot! It was hip. Wait, wait. Hippity hoppity. Nope, that wasn't it. Barbarian goes choppity. Yeah, yeah it's it's like, okay. Bippity boppity. Bippity boppity. Barbarian goes choppity. That's right. You got to get guaranteed all crits. We'll we'll workshop the other classes. I'm Michael Loving. I play Harathax, the Dragonborn Warlock. Uh, hi, I'm Alante. I play Chris Segran, the Crystalline Sorcerer and Bard. I'm Zach Barkas. I play Artem Volkov, the big fucking crybaby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also technical director and editor, along with Tori Christensen. My name is Law. I'm the Dungeon Master, creative director of Slapdash Studios. Yes, and new episodes of the League of Ultimate Questing podcast live every Monday, eventually, when there aren't technical <laughs> difficulties, but I think we've still hit Mondays. Yeah, every time. Yep. Never, never missed a Monday. Never missed a Monday. That's impressive. We want to thank you for listening on whatever day of the week you choose to listen to our show. Uh, this is the only reason we do the show. That's true. The thing that motivates us to do it is people interacting with us and telling us, hey, we like your show. Because if nobody said it, we wouldn't know it was true. And that would be <laughs> a real bummer. So tell us. Get on our Discord. You can find it at theluq.com, our website, where you can also find links to our Patreon, our social media, and all of the other relevant links to relevant things. And maybe some that are irrelevant. Who knows? <laughs> and an updated storefront page. And an updated hey. storefront page. Get your Baba Java mug now. Um, <laughs> but please... Help us keep growing. Share it with your friends. Make them listen in the car. Uh, send them links and pester them until they've actually committed to listening to an episode. Um, I don't know if anybody has plugs. I know I'm supposed to be recording my next couple episodes of the Godsfall podcast soon. We'll see if that actually happens. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but anybody else got anything going on? Uh, Law's got an Orcs panel. In September. Keep your eyes out. We'll put it in the mid-roll and stuff. Yep, yep. Might that's, have already heard it. That's the one. You may have. Uh, and until the next time that you hear from us, we wish you luck. <laughs>